0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton joined today by uh, Jerry Hamilton. Jerry on three national football recruiting analysts as well as analyst for Inside Texas. Uh, Jerry I want to talk to you uh, about the uh, Under Armour camp on Sunday. Uh, Big day for uh, a lot of kids in the DFW area and some even came up from Houston and other areas of the state. Uh, But also some recruiting news broke during that Uh, initial uh, feedback in your opinion on the camp uh, in Arlington this weekend
1: yeah I think uh a bad day to be a quarterback it was you know wind was whipping 30 35 miles an hour at times uh in the afternoon so I quarterbacks just throw that out the window today so um but I I thought the uh you know coming off of last year this was the best camp Under Armour had in the country because Texas was so loaded in 2022 um, and then you mix in enough Louisiana kids, Oklahoma kids, sprinkling the best in Arkansas. And it, it's unbelievably talented camp. I thought the defensive line um, this year was really talented. A lot of depth, uh, a lot of size, a lot of big athletes with explosive power. Offensive line looked overmatched, but they held up um, in one-on-ones. They had some fighters in that group. Um, a kid named Ethan Fields out of Dutchtown, Louisiana, was a real – puncher and fighter, uh strong initial punch. But, uh, you know, wide receiver and DB, you know, pretty much stole the show today. The defensive back group was really, really deep. Um, it, I mean, there were 25-plus uh, future Power 5 kids. I mean, I, I would say 85% of those DBs today will end up playing Power 5 football. It was a really talented group. Well, you, you did an article for On 3 National, and one of
0: those young men, really it looks like the highest-rated – DB or the most impressive DV out of the whole group for you was JV and Toviano out of
1: the Arlington area. He didn't have to go far from home for this yeah. camp, but apparently he was, he was pretty darn good. Yeah. And, and let's, I want to put this out there. Peyton Bowen did not take part. He's in the Under Armour game. He just kind of came out and hung out. So he didn't take part. So for people wondering about that. Um, but yeah, Toviano, you know, look, he's, you know, I've said it before that he's like a, a young professional, You know, when you talk to him, when you watch him warm up, I mean, like everything he does has purpose, an intelligent purpose behind it. Um, He's So he's one of those guys that you don't see him make the same mistake twice. Uh, He takes coaching and he takes that coaching to the next rep and applies it immediately. So when you take the frame, you take the intelligence, you take the physicality he plays with, and then you add all that together, you have one of the top defensive backs in the country. You know, there's some question. Is he a corner? Is he a nickel? Is he actually uh, project a project to safety? That's to, to be determined. Um, I think that's all scheme dependent, but I, I know this. I'd want him in my football program, and so does LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, a Notre Dame, Ohio State, and everybody else.
0: Yeah, Hi, this is the question I have for you. So Chad Simmons also said that he talked to Toviano. I know Eric and Aileen did uh, from Inside Texas as well, but Chad from the On3National site. Uh, he said that he's already visited LSU visited last week. uh, Yeah. Is also looking at visiting Oregon, uh, visiting Georgia, these places, but he gets the sense that Toviano may be getting close, uh, to, uh, making a decision. And if so, uh, he said someone at the camp, it looked really good for the Longhorns.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, You know, Toviano going getting back on campus in late January was big for Texas because talking to somebody really close to that recruitment before Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma was the team to beat, but that crazy coaching carousel caused him to take a couple of steps back um, and kind of hit the reset button in his recruitment and look uh, Toviano I, I believe is going to Georgia this week that visits this week, he comes back to Austin first weekend in April if they get him back quick that quick you know I, I think things could uh start looking really good for the Longhorns I, I think you know we talked about this I believe last week some kids just profile to University of Texas Texas football I believe Toviano is one of those guys does that mean he's gonna sign with Texas no but I do think that's a kid that's gonna be comfortable in Austin at Texas and 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 really like the football and academics and everything that University of Texas has to offer, and that's I believe this we're not talking about a just a football decision. We're talking about a football and academics decision. It's very important. I believe his brother signed with Duke two years ago, so this is an academic family. He's very similar to Ernest Cooper from Arlington Martin in the last class. When you talk to him, they're just you don't talk to many guys that you walk away and say, you know, that guy's. He's just like talking to a professional. And by that, I mean, Ernest Cooper signed with Stanford. He has no reason to be at Arlington Martin today. He's a senior. He showed up to help work the camp. That's the type of kids we're talking about with Toviano and Ernest Cooper. Got it. Jonte Cook was another one of your
0: top five performers, the wide receiver from DeSoto. Uh, It has been looking for quite a while, even though he visited LSU recently, it has been looking like it's a Texas, Texas A&M battle for Cook and, uh, you know, what did you see today that you liked about Cook so much? Uh, and then talk a little bit about his recruitment right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I think with Cook, um, the, the thing to remember, and I look, I didn't include, you could have included 40 guys in this, right? Ashton Cozart was really good today. Um, and, and I say this because any of the guys that work with margin hooks, they go into these camps and kick everybody's butt because the, the drills aren't foreign to them. Right, they're not. So they're just out there moving. Boom, they're just moving. It, it just crisply, smoothly moving. And you know, I, I've seen a lot of improvement with John Tay Cook since he began working with Margin Hooks again after the season. Um, look, he, he he is explosive. We've talked about this. But he's explosive in his initial movement skills. Right. Um, but he is really crisp getting in and out of cuts right now. is creating instant separation. Um, the only guy I didn't see him really just instantly separate from today, and there weren't a ton of reps, was his teammate Mario Buford, my number three guy, um, who Texas offered January 22nd of 2022, the corner at DeSoto, who was fabulous today. Uh, but Jonte Cook, oh, look, he just – the other thing – the other area it, I think it, I've seen him, Buford. Buford. Is, yeah is Buford a 24 prospect. 24 though? kid. He's a 24 yeah. kid. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, please. please he is going to be one of the best corners in the country. And it's funny that DeSoto staff said, That's our next national corner recruit. His first game was freshman year. They were they so that you know, you kind of put that in the memory bank. Now you're kind of seeing it come to light. Um, but Jonte Cook is look, he's a really competitive guy. Um, And I like that competitiveness he has. But the other area I've seen improvement is coming out of cuts, coming out of breaks. He's getting his hands up quicker. He's ready to catch the football. I think maybe he was playing with low hands this year at times. And so the ball got on him a little bit and, and caused some drops, maybe a concentration issue. But I think working with margin, you've seen a big difference uh, for him here since the end of the season. On his recruitment, look, he was at LSU last weekend. But I, I agree with what everybody says. Look, this thing's, this thing's been trending towards Texas versus Texas A&M. And he told Justin Wells and Inside Texas exclusively today that he'll be in Austin March 26th and April 2nd. So back-to-back visit weekends, for Texas. And that's a pretty strong indication at this point that he was at a and in January. Um, but we'll, we'll see how long this recruitment pl- actually does play out. So we've been talking about that March 22nd, 26th visit weekend,
0: Texas relays roundup, yeah. all that stuff happening on the Texas campus, Arch Manning coming in that weekend, yes. Reuben Owens coming in back to back weekends too. Um, now you talk about John T. cook, uh, then, you know, I'm going to say this. Then we find out today, or, or that, that or we, we found out late last week. I think you were the one that reported it that, um, the t- another top 10 guy on your list, uh, the offensive lineman out of Colleen Harker Heights, he's coming in back to back weekends too for Texas. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, tell us about Chapman and how he did today, but it
1: sounds like this is starting to. To picture out, I mean, the picture's starting to come become clearer yeah. and clearer. And, and Samaj Burrell, who I could have included on that list, he was the linebacker MVP of the camp today. Although linebackers are tough in this setting, right? I mean, Samaj Burrell a like Friday night football player with pads on, um, and 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 he's, you know, he's just running downhill, striking people. Um, but Chapman, you know, he looks really looked really good today. You know what? He just looks athletic in his stance. That's the first thing about him. He's got good ankle flexion, which I, I just think is huge. He's got quick feet, it, it, that ankle flexion, that knee bend. It just all looks athletic when he gets in a three point stance. Um, yeah. So, uh, and that's not true of all guys, right? That is, not all guys look just naturally athletic. It's just, it's just easy to get in the three point stance and come out of that stance. Uh, I think he has the body quickness. Um, look, he, he, does he play right tackle? Does he play in interior offensive line? That's too to be determined. Now, and I know people would love for everybody to come out and make these proclamations of where these guys are gonna play, but I can tell you this, there's college coaches that don't know where these guys are gonna play right now. They're gonna wait to get them on campus and try them at tackle and see how it goes. Then if it doesn't work out, they know they will be a really good guard. But, uh, you know, he's – Chapman's only seen him himself as one of the top offensive line prospects in the country in this class. And, um, you know, he was at LSU last week, and I thought what was interesting about that and talking to him was he spent the majority of his time with Brad Davis. He didn't get any one-on-one time with Brian Kelly. Yeah. So that may have been a feeling out process for LSU, getting him on campus for the first time, but two visits – in a road to Texas is obviously puts the Longhorns in a strong position. They're the first to offer. He does mention he wants to get out to Oklahoma and Alabama this spring. Um, he has a bro- brother that plays AAU basketball, so that so mixing and matching those schedules are going to be difficult for the family. Like I can tell you, the twenty sixth weekend, the dad and Chapman uh, are coming to Austin. The mom and the brother are going to be in Dallas at AAU <laughs> tournament. So that's probably why it's two visit weekends in a row. So the mom comes on the second.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you what, what's interesting about this, uh, about Jaden Chapman, I, I read something that uh, Eric Naleen posted on Inside Texas uh, today, or on a Sunday. And the thing that was interesting about it, Jerry, uh, he said that he talked to Chapman's dad, Tap, Chapman's dad's retired military. Yeah. Very, you know, stern, but he's not trying to raise, he's not, he's going to let a, his, his son make his own decision but at the same time, he's trying to raise a man, not a boy, right? And, right. and I, thought, I thought Eric had some interesting things to say as it relates to his recruitment overall and why it's playing out the way it is from, from just, a, a, you know, what schools he's looking to, how, he's, how his approach is, all of that stuff. Um, some other guys at the camp, uh, y'all mentioned, y'all, y'all broke the news that Lafayette, Lafayette KOA, I think I'm saying his name right, Ka'ioui maybe, K-O-A, um, is going to be in Austin. Uh, the tight end out of Arlington, another Arlington area kid, um, will be in uh, the April second weekend. Uh, I think that one, Connor Stroh. I know you talked to him today. Mm-hmm. The offensive lineman from Frisco Wakeland. He will also be in Austin. Uh, anybody else, or any anybody else that you want to talk about uh, at this point that you you got a, a good look at uh, on on Sunday?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, Stroh, uh, I, I, he definitely projects the guard for me. I, I just don't – I don't think he's going to be a tackle at the next level, and I think he understands that. Um, the, the big The big part of Stroh's recruitment – and he has visits everywhere coming up. I mean, look, he's – I believe he's FSU and Florida this weekend, Texas the 26th. Then he goes, um, I think it's out the West Coast. I can't remember at this point. It's been a long day. He goes somewhere April 2nd. April 9th, he goes to AM. Both of his parents went to A&M. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Texas a and offers. If they don't offer, I, 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 I could see him uh, really making Texas a strong favorite. I think that's where they're at right now. Uh, but I think if a were to offer, it becomes a, a much more competitive recruitment so we'll follow that one on April 9th uh but uh Kyle Flood has a long-standing relationship with Stroh
0: yep um Arkansas on the 16th of April yep.
1: Baylor on the 23rd of April yep. all he has a long yeah he has a long yeah. list I couldn't remember the ball yeah, Auburn's this weekend I, I wrote that down. Auburn's recently. this weekend and then, it, then it's yeah yeah that's okay yeah that's, you
0: you called that in and, and I was like okay that's a lot and um so that there there are there are those guys um you know a lot of, uh, a lot of movement right now, but I want to take uh, Cameron Cook, by the way, I want to mention this MVP of the running back group uh, this yeah. weekend. Uh, he, he's the young man from Stony Point. Texas had offered him a scholarship already. Uh, they continue he's coming in April ball. 2nd. Yeah. And he's visiting April 2nd. Yep. Um, let me ask you this, Jerry, as you, and by the way, at, Cook's going to Baylor this week, this week. Okay. Yep. Let me ask you this, you know, John Cook, We find out John Day Cook somehow keeps communicating in high communication with Arch Manning. Uh, he's coming in the twenty sixth. You have uh, we mentioned Ruben Owens. We mentioned Jaden Chapman. We mentioned um, uh, so many other guys that we've talked yeah. about here. Right, right? Cedric I mean, Baxter. Cedric Baxter. I mean, where is this? And, and Eric Naleen puts in his prediction, so to speak, for Arch Manning last week to Texas. And all of these things in the last 24, 48 hours have kind of crescendoed, so to speak, to where, it, you know, you know, Eric has his own sources and, and whatnot and his feeling for it, and he explained it on our, our podcast as well as on, on Inside Texas. Where are you sitting on all of this with Arch Manning?
1: I don't think there's any doubt in my mind, based on the people I've talked to, um, talked to somebody today, that Arch likes Austin, likes Texas. I, I think in his mind, that's the favorite. Um, and, and where I've always sat on this recruitment is, one, how long does it play out? Um, and, you know, all, if Art says that Texas is where I want to be, does everybody sign off on it? Because this recruitment's different than other recruitments, right? I mean, this is going to be one where everybody's going to have to sign off on it. Um, look, I, we've mentioned this before. The Mannings have a lot of business – in Austin and around Austin. So Eli Manning came down to Texas and Ole Miss and arguably wanted to go to Texas, but Ole Miss, you know, look, I mean, Archie's kid, David Kukla was the head coach and Major had just won Big 12 freshman of the year, right, at at Texas. So the fit was better, even though Romero Miller was at Ole Miss. Um, So there's a history there. Um, I I don't have any doubt that Arch sees Texas in his mind as as his favorite. Um, In fact, I think Austin, then Athens, it, 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 and, but I think with Matt Luke leaving Georgia, that was a big hit. Um, and the question, you know, then becomes with Arch Manning's recruitment, when it, when it gets down to it is, you know, it, let's just say it comes down to Texas and Alabama. Um, you know, Bryce Young's going, going to go pro after this year, right? So uh, it's Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, the freshman who came in early. Well, that job looks a little more appealing to go in and have a chance to play and win a job as a freshman versus at Texas, you know, Hudson Card's coming back when yours is thought to be a really, really good player. And if he's really, really good player, he's going to be there two years. I mean, so, uh, you know, could that affect anything? We'll see. I mean, you know, both Mannings went to the schools. They thought they were, had a chance to start as a freshman. Is Arch different? Maybe they will be different in that. Um, but I think Arch is, is a lean to Texas in his mind. Got it. Um,
0: other big recruiting news uh, of the week, Tyler Turner, the safety that Texas
1: has offered out of San Antonio Brennan has decommitted from Baylor. Yeah, he, he decommitted from Baylor. He was there today. I did not have a chance to speak with him. Um, you know, but look, with Jamal Shaw coming in on the 26th, I think that kind of shows that the Texas staff really likes the kid from West Orange start, and, and they want to get him on campus and really build that relationship with him. Uh, I, so I think that maybe shook up the safety board a little and could Shaw play corner maybe but I think he probably projects a safety but I think that may shook up the sh- safety board a little bit because that one happened later, versus some of the kids that they've been recruiting earlier, when Bo Davis went through there in late January, and, and came back and said this is a guy we need, to we need to offer. And then the offer happened and then the communications uh, been plenty and now he's coming in on the 26. So I think that maybe shook up the safety board a little bit. Gotcha. Um, this is the quiet before the storm,
0: right? Um, that's what you see the next seven days probably, or, uh, you know, f- spring practice starts mm-hmm. in a week from Tuesday. Um, and so your Texas won't have official visitors until that, that weekend of that first week of practice. Um, and so, and they usually, they typically practice on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, those kids are coming in on Saturday, I think Arch is coming in a couple of days early, and maybe a couple other players are as well.
1: Um, you think Texas is trying to line up more kids for the 26th? Uh, or uh, they, they de- def- yeah, they definitely are. I mean, Texas would love for Harris Sewell to come in on the 26th. They would love to get Zalance Hurd down. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you'll see the list expand and grow. It's just ha- fitting all those visits in with the, uh, uh, the family schedules. But I can guarantee you this, that – Uh, They are working hard to get Harris Sewell on campus on the 26th, if not on the 2nd, one of those two weekends, um, preferably on the 26th, obviously when Arch and everybody else are there. Um, But I, I, and Zalance Hurt, that's one that there's some transportation issues, but Texas is working really hard to get him on campus. And Mikael Gardner, the D lineman out of Peoria, Arizona, he's coming in a couple days after on the 28th. As well, so that that's not technically the 26th weekend. I think he's coming in a couple of days after. We'll see if that changes and they get that moved up to to the 26th. But yeah, I expect uh, I expect the list to continue to grow.
0: Yeah, I, I I just get the feeling that we're looking at this is going to be. I mean, I think they've played it pretty well, Jerry. From a timing, you and I always talk about this is one of the things we go into in, in these sessions that you and I talk about is strategy, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's not we we know it's not just straight over tackle. Who does he like? It's it's about timing. They've done the, Texas to this point today has done a good job of stringing it out to where there hasn't been this big domino of commitments. They're off the board or anything like this. Just about everybody they've wanted still out there, still a possibility for Texas, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I I think the other thing that you know what we need to look at with this and part of that strategy is. I think a big part of strategy is look, Tashar Choice's new running back coach. Brennan Marion's the wide receivers coach. Gary Patterson's now part of the program. I think getting these kids on campus for spring practice where they can not only interact with the coaches one on one, but watch them coach, sit in on team meetings, legitimate team meetings, like after a practice, before a practice, and actually seeing the energy of the new coaches, seeing the energy of the staff together for the first time this will be the first time anybody sees the the new staff together I think that all plays into it um because I believe it's there's going to be a lot of energy in Texas football that first weekend these kids are there in March 26, right. and I think that plays into it yeah I mean I I
0: wish I could go to the first practice just to see what what Quinn yours looks like you know what I mean the f- right. first time
1: throwing the rock in in, a, in an official pro- practice yeah. oh, right. and look I mean look and there's going to be the excitement also because everybody's going to ask what's Isaiah Nair look like? What's Ryan Watts look like? What are the early enrollees? You know, this Dre Bledsoe kid, people are really going to be wondering, you know, what all these new guys are going to be looking like on top of the new, uh, the new coaches. And so I think there's going to be a lot of energy in the program and on the field that weekend.
0: Tell you what, uh, interesting thing to tell you, Uh, Eric Nolene reported on uh, Friday in the humidor that not only was Justice Finkley one of the players that, that was being talked about a lot uh, by teammates uh, early on in, in the private closed workouts, but also Terrence Brooks uh, was now a guy that a lot of people
1: were pointing to as, as really uh, having come on. You know, look, I, I will uh, I will not be surprised if Terrence Brooks pushes for a job. I mean, you know, we, look, we've been doing this long enough to know. I mean, he's an NFL a play, Ex-NFL players kid, Chet Brooks, who played at AM and in the 49ers. Um, he has got an 80-inch wingspan at 5'11 and a half. So that sets you apart, first <laughs> of all. But he, he, again, he attacks it like Toviano, like Ernest Cooper. There's a professional uh, demeanor about the guy when you talk to him. Um, he's not the guy that was the raw, raw guy on social media. So he's moved quietly for months, right? And people wondered how good is he? Because he played corner at Little Lump. Then he played nickel. He even played some safety due to injury. Well, what's he going to play? How good is he? I will, I will share a brief little story here. Um, it, it, TCU offered, Gary Patterson offered Terrence Brooks as a safety. And, and I remember talking to Chet Brooks early on in the process and, and they went to visit TCU, and they said, we appreciated Gary's honesty, that he saw Terrence as a safety. It's not where he's going, but we appreciate the honesty. I was told that Gary Patterson's now changed that opinion after being in Austin and watching him work out, and that he now believes he can play corner. Interesting. So there you go. That, so Terrence Brooks is going to be an interesting guy to watch. And I'll, by the way, I can tell you that uh, I can relay that, you know, Dre Bledsoe's looked really athletic and his body's changing really fast and you know because look he was a guy that was ruled ineligible the whole season right so he actually had some bad weight you can't really tell looking at him other than I saw him a few months before when he was in basketball shape but pound for pound he is an elite athlete but he's also the farthest away from having an impact on the field you could tell you could he literally has to be taught how to use his hands
0: Yeah. Well,
1: practice one. Here's the issue. Right,
0: Jerry? I mean, we've talked about this. You get not only did he not play this year, small school guys are playing every sport. That's right. And so they don't even. And then you talk about some guys that that come from programs. And not only are they only playing one sport and focusing on one, they're also in the weight room all the time. You know, and so if you're playing multiple sports, you don't even get a chance to be in a weight room, much less does your weight
1: room look like it one does at Katy or South Lake. Or, well, oh, oh, by I'm the way, by the way, what track? I know there are the reports on Ruben Owens 100 meters. I, I don't know the wind on that, but what track um, did what number did we see this weekend that you and I kind of said, whoa, Darian Gillette long jumping 22 feet? And that's just running down and not hitting the board is what that is, right? <laughs> it's not like he's training the long – he's 6'3", 230. Yeah. He just comes Enough. out of basketball. He's running the four-by-one, the four-by-two. So, again, that's another guy that I wanted to mention because we know Texas is trying to get him in on the 26th or 2nd. Yeah. He Those is that are, level prospect.
0: That I mean, Dalton Brooks went 21 foot this week yeah. in the long jump.
1: 6'3", 230, out-jumped out, out him. Yeah, and, not, and Dalton Brooks is a heck of a football player. Heck of a player. With,
0: with some acceleration that is elite. Um, and so I'm not – it's just you and I, we've been doing this, Ruben Owens, with the 10 7, 200 There's just a lot of things that are starting to add up. Um, and I mentioned this, you know, 1072, 2 and I don't know about the wind either because I know so – Even if it's 10-8, it, I mean, come on. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, 1045. 5 I mean, that ain't far away. No. He's, he's his junior year. He's not track. Adrian Peterson was a track guy. Right. Like he, he really trained at track. I'm not sure Ruben Owens really trains at track.
1: Right. Um, that's, no, little, that's true. He trains at seven on seven right now. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> you know, that, you get my point, right? Yes. Um, okay. so. By the way, by the way, Bobby, we, we can't, we got to cut this off, uh, obviously, but how about we've never talked about Derek Johnson running 10 5 in high school? At Waco High. <laughs> and, it, yeah, he was 6'3", 195 at the time, but I don't care. I mean, Derek Johnson ran 10-5 as a senior at Waco High. That's unbelievable for a linebacker prospect.
0: My favorite Derek Johnson play of all time was a swing pass to an Oklahoma running back in the flat, and he swallowed it up. And Bob Stoops – I remember distinctly watching Bob Stoops watch the play and just kind of – he didn't shake his head, he just went – Ugh. And they didn't call that play the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. that was, yeah. That's yeah. what I, that's what I remember. I get Derek Johnson's built a little different. All right. Hey, Jerry, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this has been on Texas football for Jerry Hamilton and Bobby Burton. Uh, this has been on Texas football. Please consider a subscription to inside Texas.com. Also please consider a subscription to our YouTube channel here as well by clicking on the lower right-hand Uh, portion of your screen. Thanks a bunch, guys.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?